delegates expected no more than six, but the delegates, thrilled by the prospects of a lasting peace, indulged in unrestrained celebrations. The Vienna Peace Conference soon degenerated into a glittering vanity fair, masked balls, medieval-style jousts, and grand formal banquets, a sparkling chaos that would light up the banks of the Danube. Indeed, while the peacemakers enjoyed themselves, hopes for a timely resolution were quickly fading. Secret intrigues, personal animosities, bitter hatreds, and a host of other unexpected obstacles would prevent the dazzling entourage from agreeing on just about anything. Waging peace, the delegates learned, would be as difficult as defeating Napoleon. Suddenly, six months into the happy, unfettered confusion, a courier reached Vienna with a letter marked urgent. It was slightly past six a.m., and the Austrian foreign minister, Prince Clemens von Metternich, was too tired to be bothered with yet another matter claiming immediate attention. He put the letter on his nightstand and went back to bed. An hour and a half later, he opened the dispatch, sent from an imperial and royal consulate-general in Genoa. Actually, it was Livorno. It read, in full, The English Commissioner Campbell has just entered the harbor to inquire whether anyone has seen Napoleon at Livorno, in light of the fact that he has disappeared from the island of Elba. The answer being in the negative, the English frigate put to sea again without delay. To his horror, the truth dawned on the dazed insomniac. Napoleon Bonaparte had escaped, and no one had any idea where he was headed. The Austrian minister scrambled out of bed, dressed in a flash, and broke the news to the Congress. By the time the curtain fell at the Redoubtensaal Theatre that evening, the hunt was on for the most feared warlord since Genghis Khan. The Congress of Vienna was indeed quite unlike any other peace conference in history. It was to be the first large peacemaking venture in almost 175 years, and it has been controversial ever since. In addition to the many issues and tensions, one of its most fascinating features is the explosive mix of delegates sent to the decadent Habsburg capital. Representing the Austrian hosts, was the elegant, sophisticated, and vain Prince Metternich, a Don Juan who excelled in the arts of seduction. With Napoleon's defeat and exile, France sent a diplomat every bit as polished and devious, Prince Charles-Maurice de Talleyrand Perigord. Almost all the scandalous accusations about him were true, Madame de la Tour du Pont acknowledged, but Talleyrand was still the most enchanting man she had ever known. His powdered wig, velvet coat, and red heels made him look like the last survivor of the Ancien Régime. Shit in silk stockings was Napoleon's verdict. The most volatile and hot-tempered of the delegations, however, was undoubtedly Prussia, the North German state that was at this time too strong to be a minor power, and yet not quite strong enough to be a great one. Their king, Frederick William III, came in person, bringing one of the largest, most educated and hard-working delegations to town. 
The Prussians demanded compensation after their country had been unceremoniously carved up at the whims of the French invaders. As for Great Britain, Foreign Secretary Robert Stewart, Viscount Castlereagh, made the journey himself. He was an aloof and eccentric gentleman, who had previously caused a scandal in London when, as a member of Parliament, he had hoped to end malicious political intrigues by challenging a rival cabinet minister to a duel. Now Castlereagh had turned his energies to strategy, all too aware that he represented an economic powerhouse with a royal navy in a league of its own. Finally, the last of the great powers were the Russians, and they produced the greatest celebrity of the conference, at least at the beginning, the Tsar Alexander. Tall, blonde, and sporting a dark green uniform with a wide hat cocked to the side, Alexander was a man of sudden impulse and excess. His sexual appetites were...